In the cozy heart of North Carolina, as Christmas bells ring their tune, Triad families decorate and dream of a home they hope to buy soon. They are tired of paying rent, but have been too scared by the news. Less homes for sale and higher interest rates gave everyone the blues. But as we go into the new year, there's an opportunity for joy, as a new home in 2024 is on Santa's wish list for every girl and boy. Rates are lower and homes are selling. The triad is quite hot. The Sharp Mortgage Team will talk to you with great care and thought. Even if you are not ready today to take the next step in your life, we know that life can change quickly for a husband and wife. There is no obligation to talk to our local team about your dreams. No stress at this time of year. It's as easy as it seems. Celebrate Christmas knowing you are well on your way to build beautiful traditions and magic for future holidays. The Sharp Mortgage Team raises a toast to your family's festive cheer, whether you're ready now to buy or waiting till next year. A house truly becomes a home when filled with love and holiday songs. Christmas 2024 in your new home is where happy holiday hearts belong. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Hey everyone, happy holidays and thank you for downloading this episode with Jennifer Johnson, our certified financial planner. Jennifer, our last episode, we were debating one of my pet peeves, which is listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. I forgot we are, that. We are now past Thanksgiving, so mm-hmm. let them let the mm-hmm. music flow. It is it is let it, it ring. Is, That's it right. Is pump, <laughs> it is pumping through all of our speakers on all of our devices <laughs> at home. So look, I, I, good. As, That's as, good. As, as I've had to explain to my kids many times, I'm not a Grinch. I'm really not. I love. <laughs> I I'm as joyful and jolly as as the next person, but there's a time and a place true. for everything. So <laughs> true, and here, true. And here, here we are. So, um, but while while a lot of people are out there getting their holiday shopping done. And if you want some tips, some of the things we talked about last month are still very relevant right now because we talked about mm-hmm. good advice for holiday shopping. And this year right. when some of the this year maybe when some of those deals might still be out there if you didn't take advantage True. of anything around Black Friday. So go check that out. That's in, right. In our archives. But uh, Jennifer, this is going to be our, our last episode of 2023. So we're here to discuss mm. many year-end things that people need to have on not their Christmas list, but on their financial <laughs> list. That's right. On their financial list before we close out the calendar year. So what kind of things are we going to be getting into today? Yeah, nothing brings Christmas joy like you're in tax moves, right? <laughs> to uh, <laughs> talk about being a Grinch, right? This is not exactly in in your stocking right but hopefully it'll it'll help you have a little bit better christmas maybe Mm -hmm. and and certainly a good start to the to the new year i've really got five tips things for people to think about because today as we record it's december 6th right so you've still got a little bit more time um and we'll try to get this out to you you know promptly as we can so you can take some action but I've got five things I wanted to share with folks today. So not an overwhelming list, but just a few things. Some will probably apply to you and some might not. Some might just apply to a friend, but feel free to share that. But we've got a few things I think can still, you know, can still help people out. And gosh, I can't believe here we are almost the end of 2023. Yeah. And and I think it's important that people don't wait until 
after or right around Christmas, because Jennifer, yeah. some of this is, I mean, look, a lot of offices, a lot of people will shut it down here around mid-December. They and, will. And, yeah. and so when, when you're listening to this uh, listener, you, you should probably jump on some of these things right away, because if you wait until later in the month, uh, there's some places that are going to be not happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I do. I think, um, I think it's going to be important not to put these off. I mean, we noticed that processing times with places we deal with, as most of your our listeners know, I think I'm a financial advisor. So we help people with setting up accounts and, you know, doing transactions. And, and we notice processing times are already starting to slow. And as you get closer to year end, it's just going to become more and more difficult. So I, I would really encourage folks, if, if you want to take advantage of these, you know, get started now. Um, mm -hmm. and, and maybe more importantly for our first one, um, the first little point I wanted to share was, you know, make sure you're taking advantage of any employer benefits that you might have, like such as, you know, your 401k or some similar type of retirement plan that you're funding out of your payroll deduction. You may not have that many more paychecks this year, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if you're most people, you may have two more, maybe even just one more. And one thing I wanted to share with folks is this is this is really your last opportunity. And that's probably most of our listeners are working for a corporation like that or, or a, an organization where you're funding, hopefully, a retirement plan out of a payroll deduction is if you want to change something that affects your, you know, your payroll, you really got to get on it now because you just you just if you wait till December 31st, it's, it's probably, you know, too late to really affect any change. Yeah, because it won't show up until your next pay period. That's right? right. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's interesting. I was was reading a survey. I think it was MetLife that did this, and I can try to find that and send that to you, Adam, so you could link that in the show notes. But they found that most employees are not fully taking advantage of all the benefits that their employer might offer. Um, 401k could be one of those. Maybe it's a match being left on the table or. Mm. Um, I think it also could be, um, you know, your FSAs or like flexible spending accounts that people use for, uh, you know, de dental expenses. I know someone went to the dentist today, right? I did. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no cavities. We had to change. Yeah, the time of this recording, <laughs> so uh, so Adam could keep his dental dental hygiene up there. Um, yeah. So, so things like that, you know, our out of pocket expenses that you know you might you know, might use an FSA for, um, a lot of those don't roll over to the next year. So now would be a really good time to, to check that, see if you got a balance, you know, see what you can use it for, maybe contacts or, or if you're going to the dentist, you, you really need to schedule that. Like now <laughs> yeah. you're probably not going to be able to get that appointment, you mm -hmm. know, if you wait too late, but just some of those things, you know, if you're like me, you're like, gosh, how did we get to December? Um, you know, and we're leaving things on the table. So we've really got to, got to kind of jump on it if we want to take advantage of that. Yeah. So let me tell me if I've got this correct when it okay. comes to these FSAs. I don't want to call them FSA accounts because I think that's redundant, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. F yeah. FS yeah. yeah. FSAs, right. like ATM machine. Um, <laughs> so, <True. laughs> so with an FSA, people contribute out of their payroll so that it's pre-tax so that it reduces right. your taxable mm -hmm. uh 
take home from from your yeah. paycheck and it puts it into a spending account and you use those dollars then to pay for right. your medical expenses they they do that right. we used to do that for uh for child care uh, right and so but what you're saying is that balance builds up throughout the year and if you don't use that by the end of the year that money may be lost correct yeah we definitely check a lot of times it is it doesn't roll over so you want to make sure you're taking advantage of that and um, there's another type of account called an hsa or health savings account that those dollars do roll over um, and those can be nice plans you have to be on a high deductible health plan to be eligible for that but um, those can be a good idea but I guess probably the main thing for people take it, to take away from this is is if you have either one, check, <laughs> see yeah. which kind of plan you've got um, and see if you've got dollars in there. You, you just don't want to lose anything. If it's something that's going to roll over and you can continue to build for the future, I think that's fine. But you just don't want to let that slip away and then have not used some of your hard-earned money there. Because I'm sure you, most people probably have something they can buy, I believe, the FSAs are, are fairly generous, you know, with, you know, like you said, things like childcare and contacts and things like that. I'm certainly not an expert in that, but, but just kind of encourage people to, to check it out and check the rules. Yeah. So make sure that that money does not go to waste or that before that, check to see if it does roll over. And if it doesn't, then yeah. try, and try to figure yeah. out all plans, all plans are different. Um, That's right. So your, your provider will know best on that. Okay. What, what else is on this, uh, this list for year end? Yeah, the other let's say you're you're not working for a corporation or, or 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 something like that. Let's say you have your own business, right? And that's primarily what you do. Um there are a lot of options for retirement savings for you. A, a lot of times you can make contributions. You know, we've talked about this in in podcasts of the past, you know, where come tax season you can still make your IRA contribution for last year and things like that up until you file your taxes. Um, if, if you're a business owner, you have all these different uh, retirement plan options. Um, for example, if you're you know, a solo business owner or just a husband and wife business owner, uh, you can have your own 401k plan. And sometimes they're referred to as solo Ks or individual 401ks. And I say individual, even if it's a husband or wife, it usually usually works okay as long as you don't have other employees. Um, you, you can have your own plan. Um, and, and often you can fund those, just like we mentioned with the IRAs, up until you file your taxes. The only tricky thing is with those um, solo or individual 401ks, they usually have to be established before year end. So uh, if you okay. wanted to make a 2023 contribution or have the ability to make that contribution, you know, when you own a business, um, both are, you and I have experience in this, that, you know, sometimes you don't know how your taxable income turns out, you know, mm -hmm. until after the year is over. And, you know, in, in my case, with the help of, of our accountants, you know, we figure out what your income and expenses are and kind of what your net net is. And if you want to affect that, a lot of things you know, opportunities are lost, but you can still fund retirement plans. That's one of those things, a little bit of, of ammunition we might have. Um, the main thing I would say is now would be a good time if, you know, especially if you don't have employees, 
Um, to consult with someone, that is part of what we do here at Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. So we'd be happy to talk to you about some options there, as I'm sure other folks can as well. If you've got an advisor, definitely talk to that individual and just see because you'd hate to, to let the year and pass and then get into next year and be limited because you didn't, you know, didn't open it in time. So, so that's just something to be aware of is, is if you're thinking ahead to your taxes for this year, which I know again, doesn't bring Christmas joy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it might bring spring joy. I don't know when we sure. were doing our taxes, um, you know, that might be a tool you'd want to use uh, but you need to talk to somebody now because, again, processing times are already backing up. You don't want to wait until December 28th, you know, because it may be figuring out what type of plan is right for you and then getting that open. I believe also some of like the holidays fall on weekends, too, I think. So it may be um, like I feel like New Year's Day might be on a Monday. maybe. Yep. Um so, I mean, you'd really have to get ahead of that to get something open by year end. So that's another thought is if you're if you're not an employee, if you are an employee, take advantage of those employer benefits. If you're your own employer, really think about like, what do I need to do before year end? And maybe it's a retirement plan that needs to be opened, even if you're not funding it yet, just to give yourself that option. And give and again, that's another one of those where give yourself enough time, like you said, with with the the, yeah. the New Year's falling on a Monday. That means the last business day is Friday the 29th. We've already talked right. about places shutting down during Christmas right. and between Christmas and New Year's. So act yeah. now if this is something. If you're an entrepreneur, you own your own business and you need to set something like this up, that's that's important. Yeah, I really would. I would really encourage people just to have those conversations now because, you know, myself, I know I I really like to understand the client, understand the business owner, you know, before we get get to that point. So you don't want to be rushed, right? You want to make sure you're having a good, you know, good conversation and and doing something that's going to be productive for you. And if it's last minute, you know, it may just, just not be as effective. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's a good one. Um, whether it's opening up your own 401k yeah. for you and your employers, if you own a business, or like you said, checking in if, if you are an employee and you have a yeah. 401k available to you, what, what are some things that people might want to check on that front? Yeah. 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 So if you, if you are an employee, you mean, and you have a 401k, yeah. um, yeah, so I think check, you know, your limits went up a lot this year. I think we mentioned it earlier, but just in case folks didn't hear that, um, if you're uh, under 50 this year, you can put as much as 22,500 in your 401k. Um, if you're 50 or older, the catch up went up a lot. So you could put as much as as $30,000 in your 401k this year. Hmm. Um, that's probably going to be tough to get in between now and year end, right? Yeah. But um, you may have a lot of room. You know, a lot of times I'll talk to people that might say, well, I think I'm maxing it out. But a lot of times what they mean is, they're match they're maximizing maybe the company match right like so if they their company matches up to six percent and they're putting in six percent which is certainly a good goal to get all the match but you may have more capacity in there so that's something really to think about there is as a, especially with those limits going up you know or you're somebody that had set your contribution based on 2022s 
max contribution and then it went up a lot and you just didn't think to change it, you know, really, really check that out now as we go into year end. This time of year, people like to make plans for what they want to accomplish. Maybe your focus in 2024 is buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Maybe it's purchasing your first home or building wealth for your family. Whatever your goals are, the agents at The Ginther Group can help. It's never too early to begin working with Blake Ginther and his team, who have been a trusted resource to the triad community since 2010. To reach Blake and his team at The Ginther Group, just visit theginthergroup.com or give them a call, 336-283-8689. Yeah, and, and like you said, okay, maybe people don't have time if to, to put in a huge lump sum before the end of the year to reach that max. But if they set it yeah. up now, it'll be ready for that first pay period yeah. of 2024. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So it's it's still going to help you in the long run, even, you know, even if it doesn't catch as much maybe for this year. It's just something that's, it's easy to forget, you know, once you get it going. Okay. All right. Moving on down the list. What do we have next? Yeah. Yeah. One, you know, one other thing on retirement plans and then we'll move on. Um, and this, this is probably going to be for our, this is going to be for our older listener. Um, you know, it may, it may be for our listeners, parents, I'm not sure. Um, but you can do something also to be helpful on your taxes and maybe help out a charity if, if you're of a certain age. So, um, many people may not know. Uh, I think it, there is maybe a growing understanding about this, though rules have changed a lot. But when you reach age 73, if you have a retirement account, you're required to take a minimum distribution each year, um, sometimes called an RMD or required minimum distribution, if you hear that, or MRD. Um, that's what people are referring to. Um, one way, if 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 people are in a good situation and they really don't need that income or being forced to take it out, and the reason they're forcing you to take it out is so they can tax it, right? Um, if you support a charity, you can do a qualified charitable distribution with that and avoid uh, being taxed on it. So, hmm. for example, you know, if, if you're in a great spot, you know, but you're being forced to take out. I'll just make up the number 5,000 because of my age and the balance in the account. Um, and I might say, well, I, I really don't need that money, but I'm giving $5,000 to my church or to um, Second Harvest Food Bank or something of that nature. You know, you can work out instead of you receiving that distribution, you would send that money directly to a charity. Um, and so that would be a way to benefit your charity, to reduce your um, you know, your, your tax burden of having to take that out. Uh, so that's something to, to check if you've got a retirement account set up. Now, I will say, I believe this needs to be an IRA. That's one of the odd things about, um, but I don't know if it's odd. I shouldn't say it that way. Maybe more of a, of a, of a, a minutia difference between a 401k and an IRA is that I believe it needs to come from an IRA, which when most people retire, they're, they're moving and can kind of consolidating anyway to an IRA. But something to be aware of, this is the time of year if people, especially people that don't really need the money throughout the year, are making sure they've taken enough out. Um, I know not a lot of our listeners are probably 73, <laughs> um, but you may know someone, parent, mm -hmm. uncle, aunt, um, you know, loved one, neighbor, you know, if, if you hear them talking about that, it's something they may not be aware of, you know, certainly something they can talk to their 
tax advisor, financial advisor, a charity they support. I always tell people if it's not something you would give to anyway, that probably doesn't make sense, you know, because you are giving something away, right? Yep. But um, but if it's something like a lot of times we'll find people are donating to their church, certain charities um, with after-tax dollars and with tax law changes, you know, they may not be able to write that off anymore. So, um, so it may be helpful to, instead of doing that, give directly from an IRA, something to think about. And if you're going to do it, obviously, like, just like the payroll deductions and things like that, you know, you want to be getting on that now, um, maybe talking to the charities that you support, make sure they're good with getting a check, you know, from a different location. I'm sure they'd be glad to. Yeah. Something to, you know, something to think about and something to think about is you, if you've already done it for this year, you know, same would apply next year, right? You can, you can still do it then. Yeah. Okay. So that is something that might be distributed at the end of this year through someone's yeah. IRA. And what they would yep. need to do is contact whoever, uh, whoever services that IRA to, right. to set it up as a charitable contribution if they yeah. choose. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Like in, in our case, when we help folks do that, there's typically a form, you know, we would have the, the person sign that says, okay, and it'll, it'll of course list the account it's coming from. And then it might say, send this to, you know, First Baptist at this location and, you know, attention, you know, secretary so-and-so. And so that way you, you know, you fill it out exactly, you know, where you want that to go. Um it's it's a nice you know I, I don't think it's utilized probably enough um and, and just something for people i think would be even if it doesn't apply to you maybe you know just spread the word i mean we're obviously not here to give everybody tax advice but just something for people to be aware of and maybe ask yeah. the people that they work with is this an option for me would this help me and just at least know that there might be something out there that can can help them and help their charities. Yeah. We're, we're certainly not telling people what to do with their money. All we're trying to do and all Jennifer's trying to say is if you are in that in that position where you qualify to have this mandatory distribution from an IRA, at least be aware of it and, yeah. and determine what you want to do with that. Yeah. Ask some questions because if you don't know to ask, right? Right. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. Yeah. Okay. So we're moving on to something outside of the retirement account now. Yeah, huh? yeah, a Cu couple things I would say. Um, one, you know, similar thing um, is if you're doing charitable donations, um, you might consider something called a donor advised fund. So as I mentioned, a lot of a lot of people now with changes to tax laws, you know, are not giving enough really to qualify for any sort of deduction on their taxes. But donor advised funds became very popular because you can kind of bunch your contributions together um, and then make distributions out of those to the various charities that you might support. So, like, for example, if you um, and you have to have the funds to do this, obviously, but. You know, maybe now, you know, you, if you haven't done your charitable contributions for the year, a lot of a lot of people do do that in December. They do that latter part of the year. Um, you know, you could you could make a contribution to a donor advised fund. You know, you and your your spouse, your your family unit decide how much you want to do. You know, you make a contribution to that donor advised fund. Um, it's sort of like creating your own 
I shouldn't like say a foundation. creating your own charity. Is yeah, it in many your ways. Own foundation yeah, that? that's that's yeah. what this sounds like to me. That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, you, you and and you still control it. You're the donor, and you you know you would control who gets the funds. But what you might do is if if we use that same like five thousand number is here in December, you might put in five thousand, which would be for twenty twenty three. And then put in like five thousand for twenty twenty four, you know, and that might give you enough deduction, you know, that you could write off your taxes, right? So, so that way, if you bundle your contributions, and then you know, you control that fund, and you can make make those distributions throughout the year um, as you kind of see fit. So that's that's one way hmm. that people, you know, kind of bunch their contributions. Um, there's a lot of places that offer donor advised funds, you know, that you can check with, uh, some are very low fees too, that you can set up on your own. I think, again, you don't want to wait till December 29th, right? right? But, um, you know, folks can do that really, frankly, on their own. A lot of times, um, if you're just a little bit savvy, make a contribution and then you can just, it's, you know, you can do all your, your family's charitable donations through that fund um and it just kind of consolidates from there so that's that's a way in terms of like supporting charities something for Mm. folks to think about maybe a way to benefit i know not everybody can afford to do two or three years of charitable donations all at once you know that may be something you just can't afford to do but um if you are in a spot you know that that might might help you out definitely you know, ask your tax advisor if that makes sense for you. And if so, you know, be something you'd want to go ahead and get on now. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of that. I've learned a, a couple new ones here today. Good. So, um, yeah, yeah that, that sounds like a really beneficial way to, uh, to keep things organized and, yeah. and, and have the control. But at the end of the day, it's also enabling people to make it sounds like make it easier to donate to the places they want. So it benefits right. both sides. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A lot of people like that because they'll make that one contribution. Right. And then your your for your tax records, that's that's kind of done. Right. As far mm-hmm. as your donation. And then you can give one hundred dollars here, five hundred dollars there. Like what? However, you kind of want to do it out of the fund. Yeah. Um, now, once it's in there, it's a donation. Right. So you're yeah. not supposed to take it back. <laughs> that's, maybe, that's my understanding. Anyway, I don't know what would happen. I'm not <laughs> personally involved in that. But, you know, that's, again, something to be sure of yeah. that when you're making that donation, you're saying, OK, this is going to be a donation for for a qualified charity. And you put it in that fund. Um, it's just something, you know, I just want to make people aware of. Some, some tools and things they may not know about. So they know yeah. enough to kind of investigate, you know, as we certainly believe here and, you know, and getting personalized advice. So, you know, take these things, go to the people you trust in your life. Um, if you don't have someone that you trust, you certainly can call, call us here, but, um, you know, take those to them and just say, Hey, would this help me out? Um, and if it doesn't work for you, that's fine, but maybe it does for somebody. So that's, that's really yeah. the goal here. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, all right. Do we have any remaining on the I list? I got one more. One yeah, more. I got one more. Um, hopefully we haven't lost anybody yet, but uh, <laughs> this is something, this is more something to like, it's maybe an opportunity, maybe something to watch out for too, but um, 
also, you know, we're coming up on year end um, outside of retirement accounts now. Okay. Like, so this would not be something to look for in a retirement account, but like, say you had bought a stock in like a brokerage account, you know, just something you bought. Um, I shouldn't say for fun, but you bought it outside of your retirement account, you know, as an investment, <clears throat> especially after last year and all the volatility we had there. If you bought a stock at $100 um, back in at the beginning of 2022, and it's now trading for 80, um, you can sell that and create a capital loss, right? Because you lost $20 a share, right? Or $20 um, total, maybe if that's my total example. If, you, if you've lost money on something, you can sell that and that would be a capital loss, that might help you on your taxes this year. You can then wait and buy that back after a, after a certain number of days have passed. So say it's a stock you love, um, and, and but it just happens to be down, right? So you could sell that. We call that tax loss harvesting, and you'd have a loss that would flow through on your taxes. Um, so that's something to maybe look at your, your stocks and mutual funds and things that you own outside of retirement accounts and say, is there something in there you know, I could I could sell and create possibly a loss. Does that make sense, Adam? What I'm saying there. You know, normally Jennifer, I can I can follow along with most of what you're talking about, but but f stay with me on this. Okay. Uh, this one, this one, I am I am totally lost on what you're saying. Okay. But but okay. but here's the thing. Here's why here's why I say that because. <laughs> Jennifer knows what she's talking about and this <laughs> and this is why this is why I do this show and this is why I work with Jennifer because she's an expert and I am not and so if you want to learn more about what tax loss harvesting is <laughs> Contact contact yeah, her. Right, right. Contact her in the information in the show notes and that she will give out here in just a moment. Good, really good point. Yeah, really. To better good point, understand yeah. what that means because I I I it it does make sense what you're talking about. This is this is a way to um, to be able to take what you may have lost in capital investments and right. and and realize that in your taxes, but not necessarily get rid of the stock completely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the the right like the maybe the thing to say is you can you know the you may have a loss on your statement. Right, you bought something at a hundred dollars. It's now worth eighty. In my example. That loss, unless you sell that, do, you know, it doesn't help you at all on your taxes, right? Mm -hmm. If you take the loss, if you sell it, you can, you can then that gets reported. It, you know, hopefully helps reduce some taxable income. Um, that doesn't mean you can't buy back in the future, right? Yeah. So if it's something like you love, maybe that's a better way to explain that. I don't want to get too in the weeds on that, but that might be something just to like look at if you're doing your own investments. Oh, do I have? anything in the red, you know, in the negative, you can usually see that online under the gains and losses. If you're doing it yourself, certainly if you've got an advisor, you know, that, that person should be helping you with that. Like that's yeah. to your point, Adam, that's what, that's what we're here for. So you don't have to get too much in the weeds yeah. uh, there. So that's, that's something to think about as well. Yeah. I, I think that this would require a good, sit down consultation with you to, <laughs> to better explain what that means. Um, yeah. cause I don't know that we can cover it all in the podcast, but <laughs> if, if, if there's a listener True. out there like me that, 
okay, I need to go over this again to understand it better. Then yeah. <laughs> how, if, if somebody is in that position like myself, how can they reach you to say? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Meeting? Yeah, they can call us. We're here local to Winston-Salem. Um, our phone number is 336-701-1600. And you're welcome to ask for me and you can ask you can you can tell whoever answers the phone that you want to learn about tax loss harvesting. Yeah. <laughs> pass, they'll pass you right through. Um, so, we'll, or you can you can check us out online too. We do have a website though. We don't have an explanation of tax loss harvesting on the website um, because probably no one would read it, right? But we're uh, we're three Magnolias Financial Advisors, all spelled out. Um, you can also email me. My my email is Jennifer at the number three hyphen Magnolias with an S. So Jennifer at three dash magnolias.com. Um, and I promise not to get too deep in the weeds. That's <laughs> more. That's hopefully I've given you some questions to just ask your folks yeah. and things to be aware of that, you know, you could, you could possibly apply to your own lives. Yeah. Some new things to put on your, uh, look, kids have Christmas lists. We gave you some things to put on your adult Christmas list. That's, so. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, happy holidays to you, Jennifer. Thank you. And, you too. Uh, we'll too. talk again in the new year. Okay. Thanks, Adam. Some IRAs have contribution limitations and tax consequences for early withdrawals. For complete details, consult your tax advisor or attorney. Generally, a donor-advised fund is a separately identified fund or account that is maintained and operated by a Section 501c3 organization, which is called a sponsoring organization. Each account is composed of contributions made by individual donors. Once the donor makes the contribution, the organization has legal control over it. However, the donor or the donor's representative retains advisory privileges with respect to the distribution of funds and the investment of assets in the account. Donors take a tax deduction for all contributions at the time they are made, even though the money may not be dispersed to a charity until much later. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Located at 110 Oakwood Drive, Suite 480, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27103. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. All information is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. All economic economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. The market indices discussed are unmanaged. Additional risks are associated with international investing such as currency fluctuations, political and economic stability, and differences in accounting standards. The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and not necessarily those of Satara Advisor Networks, LLC. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Neither Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.